Hello, and welcome to Serrated Edge. I'm Gavin Snyder. Today I'm going to be reading The Four-Fingered Man by Sir Bruce Jones. And I am happy today. <laughs> I have a puppy. He's very cute. This is getting boring, so I'm gonna stop. Enjoy. Chapter 10. Everyone was in the staff room for Tom's emergency meeting. Mom and Dad were sitting rather rigidly together, Mary looking almost despairing, and Tom... Amelia couldn't erase the image of Tom blubbering over Miss Hardman's eggs. She thought there was nothing more uncomfortable than seeing an adult angry and threatening like Miss Hardman, but it had been excruciating to see one helpless and pitiful like Tom. Tom didn't seem too happy about being seen like that either. He'd avoided eye contact with any of them for the whole meeting and had been twice as grumpy as usual. James wasn't sitting at the table with the rest of them. There was an odd chest freezer along one wall of the staff room, and he was sitting on that, a disbelieving sneer on his face. Aliens, he snorted. Really? Dad smiled broadly. Isn't it incredible? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, said James with mock enthusiasm. Totally, as in totally not credible, as in a great big pile of bull. Dad frowned, puzzled. But you heard what Amelia and Charlie said. You heard Tom backing them up. Why would we say any of that unless James held up a hint? I have no idea. I mean, obviously, dragging all of us here, all of us out here to this dead end to lose our town, he must be trying to destroy our lives. Maybe trying to drain us with made up stories is part of that. Maybe we're part of a new experiment of those now? Of yours now? Hey, Jamal, said Dad. Hang on now. But James had already hopped off the freezer and stalked out of the room. Not interested, he called back. Dad got up to go after him, but Mom caught his hand. No, leave him, Scott. Let him have some time to think it through by himself. Dad sighed and shook his head. Not exactly what I was expecting from him. Expecting, Scott? But you weren't expecting the kids to find out anything. Right, said Mom. That was the deal, wasn't it? We kept, we keep them separate from it as long as possible. Yeah, well, Dad guns bashfully at Tom. Top secret, but I thought that if they ever did find out, they'd think it was, you know. Totally awesome, Charlie finished for him. Dad grinned, exactly. Mary shook her head and looked anxiously at her son. Charlie, do you understand just how important it is to keep this quiet? We all know the truth now, but you can't tell anyone else about what you've seen. No one. Not even hints or as a joke or pretending it's make-believe game. No one can know anything about Miss Hardman or what goes on in Tom's cottage. But what does go on there? Charlie interrupted her. Miss Hardman has gone. But gone where? Dad looked even more excited and leaned in to speak. Mom laid a hand on his arm again. Are you sure, Scott? She said. Once we, once you tell them, we can't, you can't take it back. Back. What if control? Dad shrugged. Miss Hardman's complaint is more than enough to 
bring control down on us, and the kids already know the main points. All I'm going to do is fill in the mechanics a little. Better they understood properly from us than try to figure it out on their own, don't you think? Mom looked at Amelia and Charlie, and then over at Mary. The two mothers sided each other, and Dad took that as agreement. He grinned. Now, Amelia, you know that my research has been into the possibility of the existence of wormholes, giant deformities that could theoretically join two distant points in space together. Amelia nodded. So, Dad Pulitzer, what do you think could be in the caves under Tom's house? A wormhole, Amelia breathed. No, Dad could not a wormhole. Hundreds of them, perhaps thousands, a whole spaghetti bowl full of wormholes, all shifting and jostling each other, taking it in turns to line up with the gateway under Tom's house. Amelia gazed at him, trying to fathom it. Isn't it amazing, Dad gushed? All my life I've been trying just to prove that the math works, never even hoping to find a single shred of physical evidence. And now, forget evidence, anytime I want, I can go down to Tom's and actually hear the worms he was coming from. I can smell the air of the other planets and other galaxies. Tom grunted and stared at his hands. He didn't seem to share Dad's wonder. Amelia suspected that living on top of all the wormholes might have turned up turned out to be a less fun for Tom than Dad supposed. So Charlie's grinned at Amelia's dad. Miss Hardman was no one off. There will be other aliens coming to stay here. Yeah, said Dad, from all over. Turns out, he said proudly, that we have the most active wormhole hub in the whole Milky Way. Can you believe it? In Forgotten Bay. But Looking. We're going to have some human guests, too. They're bound to show up once we open for business, and we can't very well turn them away without raising suspicion. But, but suddenly, the uh, gateway hasn't just opened, has it? Hasn't Tom been looking after it all this time? So what's changed? What are we here for? Tom grunted again. This time, it sounded like he approved of Amelia's questions. Mom looked pained. Everything's changed. Tom handled this whole place for on his own for years and he's done brilliant and he's done brilliantly, she added. Tom sniffed, but turned to pain. But things are different now. How? The wormholes are becoming more unpredictable for one thing, said Dad. It could be something to do with the natural acceleration of the expansion of the universe, or it could be a new instability. He stopped relenting. <laughs> Realizing he'd lost a man. Well, to put it simply, Tom's old charts and timetables are getting less and less useful in predicting when the wormholes will arrive. And the wormhole connections themselves are getting less reliable. So there's a lot of work here for me just on the fit. And, said Mom, gateway control, who oversee and regulate all the gateways in use, are getting nervous about letting this gateway stay in our hands. They'd much rather have their own people running it, and we're kind of on probation to see if we're up to, up to the job. Miss Hardman's complaint isn't going to help. But that would never work, said Charlie. If aliens are supposed to be a big secret, secret, how could they run it? You saw Miss Hardman, said Dad. Did she look like an alien? Amelia shuddered. 
all said. No, I mean, when she, you first met her. She looked human, didn't she? All, all our alien guests and any gateway control officials who come here to check on us will all be clerks by holidays. Tom, do you have one to show them? Tom scowled more deeply. Nope. I will, Dad went on. They're amazing. Basically, clockwork with a crystal core. There are these two things that you stick on your neck. Millie and Charlie looked at each other in startled recognition. Charlie swallowed a grin. And you not only look like another person, you are physically wearing that form, too. I mean, you could have touched Miss Hardman and felt human skins. Human skin, not skin. It's brilliant. It's dangerous, Tom's Tom, Mom started. But Tom retorted angrily. No, if you want to tell them the truth, then they should know the whole truth. The gateway is the gateway is dangerous, not just because it's speeding up or unstable, not just because control want to interfere. It's dangerous because we're standing in the middle of an intergalactic superhighway, just standing in the middle of the traffic, totally unprotected, and hoping that we don't get hit by anything. Tom said, said don't frighten no i will frighten them said tom i want them frightened because frightened kids might take things seriously and stay as far away from the gateway as possible frightened kids will have maybe a two percent advantage and if ever kerskin right dad said loudly standing up and clapping his hands together right good point tom thank you okay great meeting everyone now off you go kids but 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 Dad said over the top of her, refusing to listen. Out you go now. Mila didn't push it. The moment Tom had said, Kerskin, all the kid, all the hair stood up on the back of her neck. She had no idea why, but she didn't want to hear any more about what went on in those caves under Tom's cottage. Charlie, Mary called after him. It's all secret, remember? Yes, Mom, Charlie grunted. I mean it, Charlie, for the first time. I really literally mean it. That I said, when I say, you could get yourself in worlds of trouble. Charlie made a face at Amelia, and they went out through the lobby and into the bright, innocent sunshine. Over at the edge of the headland, James was throwing rocks out at the ocean below. She decided not to walk that way. Come on, Charlie, she said. We never checked out what really is ahead. Whether that really is a hedge or not. Yeah, said Charlie. They broke into a run, and Amelia grinned, wondering if maybe life here could be almost normal. Maybe it wasn't going to be all drama and mystery. Maybe Mom and Dad were still on her side, and surely they could handle whatever else decided to drop into Tom's cottage. Meanwhile, Amelia had Charlie for company, and she could play on the beach, and she was going to get that puppy suit. Behind her, she heard Charlie call out, And when we get right into the middle of the maze, I'm going to get back to work on this hollow emitter up in my pocket. Okay, so maybe almost normal was pushing. Maybe, in fact, life at the Gateway Hotel was going to turn out to be pretty much the opposite of normal. Perhaps even dangerous at times. Somehow, though, with Charlie beside her and the whole headland bathed in golden afternoon light, while the waves crashed endlessly below, Amelia couldn't help feeling excited. And that 
my friends, is the end of the four-fingered man. I really hope you enjoyed it. I sure enjoyed reading it to you. I think the authors enjoyed reading it. Um, yeah. There, there is also a two, three, four, five, six, seven, and eight, maybe a nine or something. Um, two and seven aren't aren't in print, but everything else is, and I own everything else. Um, yeah, I hope you liked it. Goodbye. This episode was produced by Gavin Snyder. It was narrated by Gavin Snyder. That's me, by the way. If you would like to support Series Edge, please subscribe wherever you listen. Um, send in a recording so we can feature it on a future episode. Make a poster or tell a friend about us. Goodbye.